for Truth with a Texas Twang, Fireside Talk Radio, the show where women ponder the things we store in our hearts. Host Kathy Carafi invites experts to talk openly about what women care about, like how to create lifelong companionship, dealing with mental illness in our families, bullying at school, and many others. You name it, we talk about it. Listen in now as Kathy helps us find answers to our most tender questions. Welcome to Camp Crafty's Fireside Talk Radio, where our goal is to ponder over all the tried and true stuff women store in our hearts as we knit our family together in lifelong fellowship. Our favorite verse on this show is Luke 2.19, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Our sponsor for today's show is Home Instead. They specialize in elder care, but they can also provide trustworthy, kind-hearted home care services, even for you if you've had surgery. At Home Instead, it's about providing the highest quality home care service to fit all the needs your family has. So today my guest is Darlene Marshall, and I want you to know that she shared her story in the most tender and beautiful way. I was just so proud of the episode we did together called Single and Strong, Serving God After Divorce. And she shared how her marriage began to unravel, and now she's back, and I want to give you her resume, her bio, but I don't even really want to take much time for that because her purpose today is to share with us all the wisdom she gained in that process of having her marriage begin to unravel due to mental health issues. So I'm gonna I'm gonna skip her resume and I'm just gonna say you can find out a whole lot more about Darlene on mentoringalliance.com, which is the Christian organization that is the umbrella organization for Boys and Girls Club of East Texas, and Darlene is a very influential person, and she's my personal friend, one of the women that I admire very, very much in my life and turn to for advice all the time, and she is also one of the best Bible teachers I've ever heard, and so I I commit her for Bible speaking really frequently. I'm probably in trouble with you over that, Darlene. <laughs> I, I told somebody the other day, you should call Darlene Marshall. She's the best Bible teacher ever. And they were like, really? You think she'd do it? So you probably will be getting a call. <laughs> I was telling well, Thank you, you in advance. <laughs> I know. I was telling what you told me, which was, um, you know, she made a commitment to God that if people ask her to, to teach the Bible and she was free that day, she'd say yes. And, of course, I have friends that love that because they're always looking for speakers. So, anyway, um, okay, so last time you were here, we talked a lot about how it might look behind the scenes. Because here you were married. You had the perfect, quote, perfect marriage. You had the perfect little family. Your husband was a local celebrity, not just local. I mean, people knew him because of what he was doing in the Golden Glove boxing arena. I mean, he was kind of famous. And so everywhere you went, people looked at you like the golden couple. And yet that isn't really what was happening at home because of the concussion and some of the health issues that developed as a result of his his success really is what became so problematic. So I, I can't wait for you to tell me what you learned in that process. Do you know where you want to start? I think I do. Um, I think the last time I talked, we just talked about the marriage literally unraveling and uh, dissolving after that. And um, 
every effort to keep it going, it was just very obvious it was not to be. And at that point, initially, I think if you had asked me years ago, I would have said I started to rebuild my life. But now, with a little bit of wisdom, I will tell you, I decided to continue my life. Mm. And so many times when we rebuild, people think we have to tear down everything and now put up a new foundation and a new structure. And we are who God created us to be. So that foundation and how he's wired us, it is there. Mm. What we have to do is start walking in who he's created us to be before we ever met that Mm. person for whatever the reason, that marriage and that union did not work. And so I think what I would say, rather than I started to rebuild my life, I continued my life with a different kind of fortitude than I did. I think I became uh, very much focused on the safety and well-being of my children. Mm. I had always been focused on that. Um, I had this wonderful, as I said in the last segment, um, this wonderful family where that had been Mm. modeled for me. But it had not been modeled for me without the presence of a father. Oh, wow. I was an educator at the time, and I knew the stigma at that time mm. that came with kids whose mom had a last name that was different from the mm. children. And I made a decision at that point that I would keep my last name for the betterment of my children. That's such so a personal really decision. Focused, it really was. Mm-hmm. Um, It really was because I really, that was not what I wanted. I could, when I said that name, people would say, and are you? Oh, because they they knew your husband from his celebrity status. Right. Wow. Wow. And I would say yes. And oh, we just heard about you losing everything. And so for the sake of my children, as I started to Mm. uh, move forward, my kids Um, they were a really big focus for me. So I would say as you're starting forward and you're persevering, find a focus Mm. that you're going to focus on your children or you're going to focus on your own health and Mm well-being because it kind of catapults you to the next level. Um, Definitely, um, if you're a believer, I could not have made this journey alone. I needed the confirmation of God's word to tell me that I had a future, that I was part of his plans, mm-hmm. and that, that those plans were to prosper me, mm-hmm. not to make me rich, but to have an abundant life. And mm-hmm. so I focused on those things. The other thing I did was I forgave myself. Mm, you have to I remember, I did not have the model, thank God, of many people in my family that I knew of that had gone through a divorce. I really honestly mm. thought they lasted forever. Mm. And so I started to feel really almost guilty that mm. I had made this quote-unquote wrong choice. Well, you made and the really, choice to I keep your kids safe. a victim, yes. Mm. I was a victim of a, a really horrible situation and mm-hmm. circumstance. Mm-hmm. And something that could be another topic, and no one had ever talked to me about being equally yoked. That was oh, a, wow. That was something I had not heard. Wow. Because I look back and think that probably was a fiber that I needed to be strong that was absent at that time. 
So focusing on something and then using that to kind of allow yourself to persevere, to mm-hmm. stay and remember who you are. You're, you were created by God before you ever knew yourself or let alone said I do. Mm-hmm. Those things did not change. You know what? One thing um, I did in that moment when I thought Dave and I were, were looking pretty hard at divorce, I called up friends that I had known before I married him that really they didn't know him. And I said, could we just have lunch? I need to remember who I am. And, and, and what was interesting about that, now I know our circumstances are really different. Our hearts are very similar because we both love God so much and it has drawn us together in this beautiful friendship. But uh, our circumstances are different. But one thing that uh, was interesting to me is as I recovered my sense and my remembering of who I am, it's like Dave fell in love with me again. And, and I had gotten so far from being who I really was in my efforts to please him, you know, that I had actually kind of almost, I don't know if you could say I created a different person, but I wasn't myself. And he actually fell in love with me. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So then when yeah, I got when I got sense. back with those old friends that kind of remembered my personality before I had become so um, compliant or, I don't know, codependent or whatever, when they reminded me of who I was, I was like, oh, that's actually who he fell in love with. He probably likes me better that way. <laughs> <laughs> it's more interesting. I'll put it that way. Well, not to interrupt you or get you off, but I, I just... Uh, I mean, not to get you off topic. I just wanted to ask you while we're here in this spot, this conversation, for women who are in this moment right now, and they do feel guilty. I mean, and really, Christians especially can be very judgmental about divorce without actually being able to truly and or accurately assess the different factors that can go into that decision. Um, what what do you wish people had said to you at church, or how how could the church have been there for you in this place where you didn't even want to share what was going on? I mean, you really, in a way, owe it to your kids to be careful when you're faced. I like I love what you did to protect them by keeping the name. They didn't have to be alone when when the teachers or said, "Oh, is this your husband?" They weren't, you know. I mean. You were right there with them experiencing the same kind of reaction that they were experiencing because you shared their last name. I love that, Darlene. That's so sweet. <laughs> I think I just got us really off topic by going in a big circle no. there. But So the question is, what could the church do or what could uh, people that don't want to be judgmental, they just really want to be comforting and supportive, what can they do? I think that um, a lot of times people want to know the details. Ah. Uh. And the details are what currently for that young woman or that woman who's struggling, those are the painful things. I now, when I approach someone, I I will say to them, I don't want to know the details. Uh I want you to know how much I care about you and how this does not change how I value you or how the Lord values you. Is there a time when we can just go and have dinner or... Can I keep the kids while you maybe um, look at some paperwork that you need to take care of? So being someone who's there for someone versus someone who's there to see what went wrong. The curiosity. If I had to, yes. And, you know, the curiosity is all about the person who's listening. 
It's not about the person who's hurting. So if you know someone's hurting, think about where they must be in the tenderness of their heart and what's been pulled from them and then pour into them. Okay, we're going to have... Oh, we're going to have to go back to, we're going to go to break, but we've got, when we come back, okay. I want to talk about kind words and that perspective shift that you're encouraging us to adopt as we try to comfort those who come in the doors of the church and may be really suffering. So uh, my, our, my guest is Darlene Marshall. You can find out more at mentoringalliance.com or kathycraffy.com. Stay with us. We're going to keep this adventure going. A moment at Fireside Talk Radio. So stay tuned for more adventures as we talk about the things women store and ponder in their hearts. More truth with a Texas twang when we return. Y'all to see my blue-eyed Sally. She lives way down on Shimbone Alley. The number on the gate and the number on the door in the next house over is a grocery store. here with Mary Ottman and I asked her to tell you about Water to Thrive. Water to Thrive builds wells and changes lives for people living in rural villages in Africa. Waterborne illnesses have killed more people than all of the armed conflicts combined since World War II. In fact, 5,000 children under the age of five die each day from waterborne diseases. Since 2008, Water to Thrive has built 750 wells, benefiting 400,000 people. You can make a difference by donating at www.watertothrive.org. Have you ever met one of those people who just can't be stopped? It's like they're unstoppable. Yeah, I have. Me too. What's their mystique? Nothing stops these people. Each week, join Coach Frankie Picasso for Mission Unstoppable, where you'll meet some of the most amazing people. They've accomplished their goals despite insurmountable odds. They beat adversity, physical hardship, and traumatic events, and emerge triumphantly. They're people just like you and me, and they're winners. Are you unstoppable? Join Frankie Picasso every week for Mission Unstoppable and learn how. Stop. What if I told you there was a new place for senior care? A place where mom's bathtub recitals are met with rousing applause? Where Lola the Yorkie Poo has the run of the place? A place where corn dogs are on the menu? Whenever. It's home. Where mom built her life. Call Home Instead Senior Care at 1-800-455-CARE or visit homeinstead.com to learn more about in-home services like 24-hour care, memory care, hospice support, and meals and nutrition. Oh, miles and miles of Texas. Yeah. We want to thank our generous sponsors for making these candid conversations possible at Fireside Talk Radio, where we talk openly about the things women store and ponder in their hearts, where truth and Texas twang meet. Hi, we're back with my dear friend, Darlene Marshall, and she's been sharing some wisdom that she acquired, and if you don't, if you haven't heard the story of her life in the episode we did called what did I call it uh, 
single and strong, serving God after divorce. If you've missed that, I really want you to go back and see it. As, I mean, hear it, especially if you are trying to decide about a divorce yourself and you're you feel that you're unsafe. Because she shared so many beautiful things in that. Uh, episode, and I know it will encourage you and help you to make a wise decision about your own safety and so forth. But, darling, thank you. When we went to the, we just went to the break, and we were right in the middle of of you sharing so much great wisdom. One of the things that you've done with this momentum that you gained from the suffering that you endured and the wise, kind decisions that you made for the safety of your own family one thing you've done is you've really just expanded your wisdom and allowed it to benefit countless families i know in boys and girls club you are hypersensitive to children who are suffering or or wives that are suffering so tell me what is the biggest community challenge you think we're facing in in our communities now today well, we are facing many, um, but the one I think that's most tended to my heart is anything that involves children. Because when adults um, struggle, uh, children struggle. Mm. Um, and we sometimes as adults struggle to find the balance and find our footing. And we can do that because of other experiences and people we know and skills we have. However, children... Mm. have not always developed those yet, Mm. although they are resilient. If they've not had that modeling and that safe place and they face trauma of any kind, then you see this, um, you see it come out in their behavior. That's why I enjoyed um, almost 20 years of being a school principal because that was my mission field, Mm. Um, having a place that was safe, having a place where we told them you can do and be anything you want. Mm. But what I do believe needs to happen, Kathy, is that more people who have the time, who have the financial resources, who have uh, been wired by God with this amazing, joyous personality, Mm -hmm. if we would just take the time to say, I'm going to have an interest in that kid's life. Mm. How can I pair with that mother who's working two jobs or who's feeling down or who may even have her own emotional problems now because of what has happened to her, mm-hmm. what role can I play to team up with them? Because I used to tell my teachers mm-hmm. when I was a principal, be good to these kids because when you're at the nursing home or when <laughs> you're at the, at the restaurant, they're going to look at you and say, I remember mm-hmm. you. Kids remember kindness. So if everyone who has time and resources and a heart would find a kid whose mom is struggling or trying to make ends meet and mentor and be part of that kid's life, it's a mutually transforming relationship. I'm Mm. not just changing that child. I'm also being changed. You can't pour into someone else without gaining that yourself. Remind me of the name of your brother's book. His, your brother is Tony Johnson, and he wrote one on this topic of mentoring. That was I loved his book, by the way. I have a copy of my own signed by him. Book, his book is called Me and My Boys. 
Yeah. And uh, it's uh, these kids that were at school, and they started calling him saying, hey, your boys are in trouble. You need to come up here. So he named the book Me and My Boys. But well, yeah, I cracked uh, me up because I know he has a son and a daughter. And when I saw the title, I was like, okay, there's more to this story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you're just an inspiration to so many people. And, and I think I think. I just want my listening friends to know that you have credibility when you say, please take the time to pour your heart into somebody. doesn't have to be a big commitment. Just let a kid know they're valuable. When you say that, you really can speak from solid ground because your life has been dedicated to that. So thank you for that. Um, now I want to ask you another question, and it, I call it the megaphone question. We can, we can circle back and talk about anything you want to, but I don't want to forget to ask you this. It's my favorite question. I ask it at every interview. If you had a megaphone and you could shout out one important truth to the whole world and everybody would just download it and put it in their brain and live by it, what would be Darlene Marshall's megaphone truth? I think a megaphone truth would be you don't have to be tough. Oh. Tough means we keep people and things from hurting us. Mm. You have to be strong because being tough is outward. Being strong, it's inward. Mm. And we have everything within us from our creator to grow from our experiences and be strong. That's what I would shout out. I love that. You know what I love about that? Anybody listening now is going, oh, yeah, I can see why Kathy said she's such a great Bible teacher. (laughs) That's an amazing distinction. I've never heard that between tough and strong. And I know you just thought of that yourself because you're, like, prophetic in that way. (laughs) Well, Well, and and God's Word says if he started a good work in us, he will see it to completion. And so that's what that's all about. Well, okay, so tell us how that looks. Like, what's the difference between tough and strong when you're counseling a teenage boy who's got a bad attitude? Mm-hmm. Or, or girls or anyone for that matter. A mom. So a lot of times, <laughs> even when I would see, absolutely, a lot of times, parents, when people yeah. are really, really hurt, when they're not learning and growing, they shut down. And so I would talk to students, and I even talk now to people who are hurting and their goal is to not let anything hurt them. Mm. So they have this mm. outward appearance of being angry and mean and tough. Mm-hmm. But if you would just chip away at that, what you really see that is inside of them, they're hurting. And they've not built that strong muscle yet. Okay, so truly so, tell me, I'm interrupting you, but i got to know this. How do you chip away at it? I mean, sometimes I do try, and I, you get rebuffed and rejected by people that are tough. So what? What do you have a thing you say or do? I have never had a child nor a parent that I could not chip away at that uh, tough outer shell when I did not listen to them purposely. Oh. And agree with them and say, you know what, I do understand where you are. Or I can't understand, but I can only imagine that Mm. must really hurt. Um, To connect that what they are feeling Mm -hmm. is okay. When Ah. a kid would say to me in my office, I hate you. I knew he didn't really hate me. Mm -hmm. And I would say to him, I understand you might hate me, but I don't hate you. And I want to know what's hurting your Uh. heart. Wow. So when you show a genuine interest in Mm. what 
um, matters to someone else, it's like butter in a skillet. Wow. <laughs> they just start, start to melt. And sometimes kids don't trust that your words, so they watch you. And you'll have to say it in several different settings or many, many times. There are people who did nothing but hug me. And they'd walk mm, away. Mm. And they'd come back the next Sunday and they would hug me and rub my back. They didn't ask me questions. And I thought, that person cares. They're not wanting anything from me. They're just pouring love into me. <coughs> and the human Excuse heart me. cannot discount that. It's how we're wired. Wow, that's it's just so powerful. Is love. And we receive him because... He loved us before we even knew ourselves. So it's all I, about love. I really love that, darling. I mean, you're just you just live that every day. I don't want to. I'm sorry, I got a little hoarse there. The um, the thing I don't want to do. It's so tempting to ask you about how your kids came out, and I don't think that's fair as a mom to put you on the spot to talk about your kids on air. But so I'm just going to share what I know, which is your kids are amazing. <laughs> I just want to throw that out there because I think if they were here, they would want to honor you. And certainly their lives do honor you. So I think I won't put you on the spot about it, but I do want to acknowledge that. You can. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. So what's your favorite thing, your favorite success in the lives of your kids and how that all has come together? I have two <clears throat> amazing kids that were, as children, very devastated by um, the sickness and the loss of their dad as they knew him. Even mm-hmm. when they saw him, he was not the man they knew because mm-hmm. of the illness. Yeah. And um, all pain manifests itself in some way. And for my son, let me just say this. My son is now in uh, his 10th year of sobriety. Mm. Ten years of sobriety, now getting ready to open one of the first uh, alcohol-free bars in Austin, Texas. Uh, He has dedicated his life to uh, counseling, and when I tell you he's good at it, he's good at it. But those were some painful and tough days, and he came out strong. Wow. He's now using those experiences to push forward. And to wow. start um, a whole new life for himself. And He's so, gonna, I'm so proud of him. And, and my daughter is just amazing. And I know, they'll take is. a different stand on, you know, that kind of pain than boys. But that's a whole new segment, I'm sure. Well, I think, yeah, I may want them on the show. <laughs> um, what I think is so oh, sweet yeah. about what I think is so sweet about this is I, I just know them. They're wonderful. And, of course, you talk about them often. And, and the, the power that has come out of the heartache, that, that's, that's what I think is so admirable and inspires me so much. I love to see a family come together and really triumph. And I think they're going to want this podcast. I really hate for this to come to a close. But, but the great news is I'm going to give a shout-out to your kids. We just love you kids, and your mom brags about you all the time. <laughs> So if you're listening and sharing this with your friends, I want you to know you you are well-loved kids and grandkids, too. Okay, so I have to close. I'm going to say goodbye, darling. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Kathy. I appreciate the opportunity. I want to thank our sponsor, Home Instead, and I want to remind you that you can get more of these great episodes and use them to start your own conversational adventures at kathycraffy.com. And remember, we ponder all the tried and true stuff women store in their hearts. Truth with a Texas twain, spoken here.
Thank you for joining us today where we speak truth with a Texas twang about the very things that touch our hearts. Thank you for joining us today and we will see you again next week. Oh, Got in peace.